Welcome to the Inquisitive Tourist. My name is Nate Ralph and thank you for joining me. For those of you already listening, welcome back. And if this is your first time here, welcome to an ever-growing community of listeners worldwide. We've now hit 82 countries. If I could also ask you to leave us a review on the podcast platform that you use, I would really appreciate it as it will help other people find the show. If you could also share today's episode with just one friend, it would be greatly appreciated. Now, travelling to new places often leaves us feeling inspired. The problem is when we come home back to familiar surroundings, it gets drab and boring. Sometimes our life can feel super, super dry. Our senses can get bored easily when we're in our own home in familiar surroundings. Well, have you ever thought about how to alleviate that feeling? Spicing up your home to tickle your senses and keep you smiling post-vacation. Well, my guests today, yes, there are two of them, are practicing interior designers who love chatting about how to make the home a beautiful place. It's the first time I've done a three-way interview, so bear with me. I hope it goes well, and I hope I can do these ladies justice. So let's meet them. Their names are Dee and Alicia. Dee and Alicia, welcome to the show. Hey. Hello. Thanks for having us. <laughs> hey, Nate. Yes. You are more, more than welcome. Who's who? Who's who? Who's Dee and who's Alicia? So I'm Dee. And I'm Alicia. Fantastic. So... Tell us about yourselves. Who's D? You start off, Alicia. Tell us about yourselves. All right. So we are Alicia and D of Truesdale Morrison Design, and we host a weekly podcast every Thursday called Tea Over Interiors. And we met about ooh, 10, 12 years ago. Alicia? Probably. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> And we've been best design buds since then. We do staging. We do custom window treatments. We do interior design. We just do whatever we feel called to do when it comes to design. Would you say that's correct, Alicia? Absolutely. We have had the great fortune of doing a lot of different styles of design. We do not design in one particular style because we really believe in listening to our clients and we try to get what is best for them. So we do a very intense evaluation of how people live and and what they want to experience in their homes and we deliver that specifically. So we're not designing for ourselves, we are designing for the person or the client and their home and the way that they like to live. I love that. So yeah. there's that there's that personalization, uh, personalization there, isn't there? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I and I was talking to Dee about being on your show today and how you can really transform a space based on your vision. And some people who travel, as you say, they they're they're excited about being in their spaces when they are abroad or when they're traveling. But when they come home, they feel a little like blah because they were so enthralled by the environment. And a lot of times it's not so much the destination. It's the fact that they're staying in a hotel or yeah. a Airbnb or some type of other residential environment that makes them feel something. They're mm. just like so enthralled with it. And they're realizing this is nothing like home. Mm. and it doesn't have to be that way at all and that's what we believe in mm. we can bring mm-hmm. that into their home and they can experience that all the time i do not like to travel i like traveling but i don't like staying in other places because i've made my home mm. so fantastic wow for me fantastic place in the world but it is a fantastic place for me i can't wait to get yeah. home. I have, I have a four-day rule I'm ready to get out of there after four days. If I've gone someplace, get me out of here. I want to go home. <laughs> you must love your home. That's amazing. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah, My yeah. home is very warm and cozy and mm. it's very neutral feeling and it's just very soothing and easy on the eye. Mm. There's not a lot of visual clutter and that's how I live as well. Um, my husband loves the... He loves the feel of like a hotel and to be kind of 
treated, you know, it feels like he's in a five-star resort every day. Mm -hmm. So I kind of use the same principles that they use at a hotel. And of course, we add personal touches so that it doesn't feel so, uh, what's the word? Doesn't feel so not person. So it feels more personalized. Absolutely. Yeah. And so and that's stage, right. Yeah. Not like staged or anything. So it feels lived in, but it does feel like a resort at the same time. And so that's what, that's how we like to live as well. Yeah. No, so. I love it. And you said that you've known each other for 10 or 12, is it 12 years or 10? Let's see, 2009, 12 years. 12 years. I can tell because I, I, it's already evident within, what, three, four, five minutes. I think it's five minutes we're in. And, uh, yeah, the chemistry between you ladies is is already quite evident. I think the listeners would, would agree with that. Um, it's a shame I can't ask them live. But, uh, yeah, that's that's very evident. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's, a, that's a great, great thing. But you, you also mentioned that you do a, um, a podcast as well, Tea Over Interiors. And I need to get something straight. Obviously, I'm from from england and uh for all the people here who love tea is that english tea or is that tea from another land we need to clear that up (laughs) (laughs) if you give the wrong answer the podcast is straight over right now (laughs) oh my gosh well okay d i'll let you handle that one (laughs) whoa okay so the tea is from all over we we have a very expansive palette when it comes to tea we drink oolong we drink black we drink rooibos we like to try everything and i know that that's not proper but um (laughs) it it can be it can be (laughs) (laughs) but um you know at least my husband, he likes black tea with milk. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're on he safe ground. it properly. <laughs> <laughs> but Alicia and I, we like to sample all sorts of teas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're a tea purveyor out there, you can send us some teas. We would love to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, you become know, tea tasters. We do tasters. a quick little chat about... <laughs> yeah, we do a quick chat about the tea that we're drinking, but... Um, yeah, so that's that's where we are. We're we don't discriminate when it comes to tea. Yeah, we me tea neither. All tea equally, as Absolutely. long as it's loose leaf. We don't really do the bag tea too much because we know that's dust. So we're very much into the loose leaf. Tea. Okay, yeah. okay, but you take it black, you take it white, same as me. It's 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 beautiful both ways, and uh, and of yeah, course you got yeah. the herbal uh, teas as well, which have certain nice. benefits for you know for the mood and and for the body as well so it's uh we're already getting into that ambience i can just imagine you ladies sipping on your tea you know designing coming up with some fantastic interior for like uh, someone's new home you know yes tea is a great tea is a great way to calm you as well as because once you feel more calm you feel more inspired and I just think of tea as like a warm hug. And so mm. if I'm sipping tea while I'm thinking about designing a home, it's definitely going to be something that's going to be cozy and comfortable all mm. year round. Yeah, there's something very comforting, isn't there, about tea? You know, you just get yeah, home. Um, maybe it's, I don't know, like I'd, I'd be intrigued to know the results if they ask people in cold climates and warmer climates how they feel. I'm guessing or hypothesizing that the people in the colder climates you know, when they get home, they, they obviously go for the warm drink. But either way, wherever you are, you know, having a warm cup of tea is just so cosy, you know. And added to that, if you love your house, like you ladies clearly do, and you've made it that haven, it's just amazing. It is. It is. It is. And yeah. we're, we're very um, to taking a really great tea and putting it over ice. So we've done iced tea. Since we are mm-hmm. American, we do the iced tea and the sweet teas and the not so sweet teas, but we just love tea. So we share that um, between us. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Where are <laughs> you both true. speaking to us from, by the way, today? So I'm in New York. And I'm in New Jersey. Okay. So, so not East Coast massively far. Yeah. Yeah. No, not at all. Well, we're a good hour, right? At least an hour. Uh, close More, to two. Yeah. yeah, close to two. Mm-hmm. Mm, New York, New Jersey, and London. That's that's amazing. And if I could ask you, <laughs> Dee and Alicia, what is your, your ambience currently? Uh, w- w- describe the room that you're in right now. Okay. Alicia, you want to go there? Sure. Um, so I actually was going to do this um, recording in our dining room, but I decided to come upstairs 
because it's a little quieter up here. And so I'm in the master or what we call now the primary suite. <laughs> the primary suite. And, I love it. Yeah. Yep. It is very cozy. I've got a big upholstered headboard and drapery and a nice uh, flaccati rug, which I'm really getting ready to get rid of because that thing is creating way too much uh, little, I call them fur balls. Who knew? I have designed with these for years, but I haven't lived with one. Now I'm thinking <laughs> this thing is just ridiculous. I may as well have a little doggy up here. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to go. It's yeah. But anyway, it's very, very warm and very cozy. But it's all white. Uh, actually, neutrals. Cream, acru, um, some kind of um, off-white colors. Not a lot of splash of colors in this room. Mm. So it's mm-hmm. quite neutral. Interesting. It is. And, yeah. uh, and Dee, how about you? So I'm in my guest bedroom, which is... Oops, sorry. I'm in my guest bedroom, which is basically my room where I, you know, it's like my she 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 den, I guess you can call it. <laughs> and um it is linen walls and I have behind the bed I have some linen style wallpaper and I have a mid-century modern upholstered bed and I have uh two matching lamps that have gold with like a marble base and have two side tables and everything else in the room the closet door is white the bedroom door is white with the antique crystal doorknob and I have um I have floor to ceiling drapery with shears behind them and solid like off-white neutral drapes you can say um, yeah and uh, i have a an off-white uh fluffy it's not a shag rug it's just kind of fluffy it's like a high pile rug under the bed and where i'm sitting i'm feeling it's warm today but i'm actually i have the window open and i'm feeling the beautiful breeze that's coming off the backyard Mm. is it very breezy there today is it breezy? Yeah. Oh, I'm that's feeling a breeze. I I, maybe it's because I'm on the second on. floor. But yeah. Um, yeah, the breeze is blowing really nicely. And I'm sitting on that's my nice. bench in front of the window. And I'm just looking out at the crepe maples in the backyard. <laughs> and all beautiful flowers. Good. So I love this time of year. Yeah, goodness me. Not even Solomon in all his glory had an inner chamber <laughs> arrayed like that. That, that was quite the... Uh, that was quite the picture uh, that you've conjured up. That word picture was so powerful. Um, I'm right there with you. I can just, I can picture it. Uh, wow. Wow. Speechless. So, Alicia, you mentioned yourself about, you know, you don't like yeah. being away for more than four days because you love your house that much. So, I don't yeah. know about you, Dee, but in general, in terms of traveling, when it does come to traveling, uh, if you are going to go away for four days, Alicia, where would you go? And D, do you go away for longer than four days? And if so, what what type of trips do you do? And ha- and and also, mm-hmm. just added to that, how <laughs> how does your profession as interior designers affect or influence your choice of of location? Hmm. So, okay. Nate, I've had mm-hmm. the good fortune of traveling all over the world, and I did that earlier in my years as a designer. And just as, you know, just in my personal travels, I've been to the Philippines, I've been to, um, of course, I like to go to different Caribbean islands, but I haven't been in quite some time. Mm. I've designed for clients in those locations, and my typical travel time, I think the, the longest time I was away was probably Greece and turkey and that was 14 days or so but i think if i travel again and it's going to have to be more than four days so i have to get ready i really want to go to africa i have not yet been Mm. and i would love to travel to africa Mm. so i was going to go to but i didn't um when i was in spain 
I was going to go to, uh, where was I going to go? It's, it's very close to Spain. I just forgot. Uh, Morocco? Yes, thank you. Oh, we did an episode <laughs> of Morocco just a couple of episodes ago, actually. It was absolutely amazing. Did you? Yeah, we had a, a guest was- called uh, Azdin El Mustakim. And uh, I'm glad I've remembered. I mean, he's a wonderful guy. And uh, shout out to him. He uh, he does tours there. Uh, it, it's just oh. you know Fez Casablanca. It, it, the way that he would talk about the uh, the colours and the uh, and the aromas and the music of the place, it, it, I, I think you yeah. would enjoy it actually. Um, would, it's evidently a very colourful, beautiful country with interesting designs of its of its own. Yeah, yeah. I would love it. Absolutely. Really nice. mm. Indeed, I guess you want to say where you've been and where you'd like to go. Oh, okay. So, uh, okay. So when I'm, I don't like to travel for too long because I do get homesick after a while. I do miss my environment, but I love to travel. I love to have an adventure, even if it's just in my own state. You know, last year I had the fortune of working and traveling around New York state. And I had no idea how beautiful it was in some parts of the state that I live in. Cause I'm so close to New York city. And so um, the longest I've been away has been a month and that's been like in Florida. Cause I was working on a design project, but um, I have gone to the Caribbean a lot. That's my favorite. I really love Jamaica, Negril specifically. I've been to like the Bahamas and things like that. And I've stayed in some really awesome resorts. But yeah, just it's nothing like being home. And the cues that I get from when I go away, I really, I'm a nature person. So I really love trees and plants and flowers and I love seeing beautiful gardens. Like wherever I go, I have to see what gardens are in the area. Recently, I was in Florida and I went to this beautiful mansion with gardens. It was like a tourist place in, uh, I believe it was Winter Park, Florida. Mm. And I just love looking at all the different species of trees and plants and things like that. And I like to see if any of those plants I can use in my own home. Can I use some of those in my home to brighten it up? Because I love the colors. Mm. And so I really love the colors that are found naturally in nature. So sometimes if I see a color in nature that I like, I'll take a photo of it. And when I get home, I try to search for the fabric or something so I can make myself something in that color. But right now I'm really into the teals. And so that's the accent color in my bedroom is the teals and golds. But when I go away, I like to observe how things are done. Mm, mm. So when we're talking about bringing some of that vacation vibe back home, a lot of times what people are feeling when they get back home is the visual clutter. When you're away, you have a break from your things. And believe it or not, you need a break from your things because some people have too many things. and It's not that they don't have good taste. It's just that they like a lot of different things and nothing seems to be cohesive. And so they don't know where to put anything and they just scatter things around. Or maybe I'll put like four objects on this little shelf and cluster them together because I saw somewhere you should cluster things, you know, And (laughs) and then they have these clusters and they have all these different things around their house. And it's creating this visual noise, this visual clutter. And so they're not able to relax as easily. And so when you go away to a resort or a hotel, there's very little visual clutter. Uh, There's only beautiful, like, you know, maybe, maybe uh, furnishings or wall coverings and things like that, depending on where you're staying, you know, some five-star resorts, they really go all out. but There's not a lot of, there's just not a lot of anything. There's not a lot of ornamentation. Everything is very calming and soothing. And I think when people get home, that's what they really miss, that calming and soothing. They're actually taking a vacation from their things, Mm -hmm. from their job, from Mm -hmm. their life. Mm -hmm. Good point. From all the Mm -hmm. visual noise Mm -hmm. in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so that's really the heart of it. And when you get back home, 
that's some of the things you need to edit. So, you know, check out your, check out your bathroom area. When you were in the hotel, what kind of things did they have in the bathroom that you were able to actually live with if you went like maybe overseas or something that you were actually able to live with for two, three weeks <laughs> and you didn't miss anything from your home? Mm. Now you can go home and start editing things you did not miss while you were away mm. because it turns out that you can live without it. And so I think once you come to that realization and you're able to go around your house and say, okay, so then the bathroom, they had X, Y, and Z. I brought X, Y, and Z with me. That was all I needed. But I did forget this one thing, but I actually didn't need it. So I guess I could live without that. Let me try living without that for a while. You put that away so I have to see it. And then, you know, start designing your space in the way that you saw the visual cues at the resort or the hotel or wherever you stayed that you really liked. Like, what was it that you really liked? And start stripping some things away mm, mm. and adding them back slowly the way that you noticed you saw in the hotel or maybe not add them back and see how you feel mm. with living without these things for a little while and see if you can find that peace and that calm and that tranquility for yourself. I bet you can. Yeah. And so the same thing happens with your bedroom. You know, with your bedroom, if you notice the bedding in hotels in a lot of places, there's not a lot to it. You know, there's the the flat sheet, the top, the top sheet, a blanket, maybe a comforter and, you know, like five pillows, maybe if it's a king size bed mm -hmm. and they're turning them to the side now. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot. So you just want to get into that bed. And a lot of times people don't realize the way they make up their beds with all these colors and all these extra pillows. It's not visually calming because now in your mind, it's like, okay, I'm going to throw all those pillows on the floor or I'm going to put all those pillows on my bench by my bed or I've got to, you know, there's like a lot of work to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Which we don't want to do when we're shattered. <laughs> but when you're yeah. away, there's not a, there's no barrier to sleep. Mm. <laughs> so mm. remove certain barriers that you're giving yourself, you know, and a lot of it has to do with that visual clutter. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I talked a long time. No, no, that, that was <laughs> some really insightful comments there, uh, D uh, and, and Alicia and anything else to add on, on, you know, what I inspiration actually... you, you take when you, when you come back from somewhere. Absolutely. And I'm glad that we have such different uh, perspectives because she, I, I share many of the things that Dee said. I do agree with them and I have done some of that paring down and I do encourage my clients to do it as well. The, the thing that really inspires me when I travel are the aromas mm. and the because they're so different everywhere I've gone. And I do carry those. And those are the things that bring me back to that experience when I am able to either recreate or bring those smells or those aromas into my own home. And many of them are in foods and in food preparation because of spices. And I do take great care to either visit the marketplace when I travel so that I can learn about the different spices. If I'm in a good restaurant or hotel or someplace where I can ask what the spices are and do a little bit of research so that I can then purchase those. And, you know, the United States has so many different sections where there are specific markets for a culture or a group of people. I can go and buy those spices in the designated marketplaces here so i've tried since i love to cook i will do that i will try to make things that i've eaten when i've traveled and those smells and those aromas filling the house and and being part of my um my experience of of food preparation and sharing food with friends and family is always a, a really special part of my travels when i and i do believe d you I believe you were part of this. Yes. Remember I did the raclette? Yes. And we I all remember. shared it. That was huge. I had so much fun sharing that with my friends and family. Many of you had never had that, right? And of course, raclette is a cheese, but it is a wonderful process of eating cheese on bread and 
And you know, when I read up on it, maybe Nate, you can tell me, is that a street food in England? What? Can you find Reclet? Um, specifically, no. I mean, of, of course, we, we have cheese with many things and, you know, like finger food and so on. Right. I can't say that it is. That, that it, is. Okay. it probably is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have a lot of cheese and wine shindigs and, and what have you. Uh, and I'm sure right. it, it could feature there. But uh, I, okay. I, I I can't say for I sure. <laughs> okay, I did. It wasn't in England, but it was definitely. Um, it's so it's a, it's like a Swiss cheese. It's mm. really a nice, lovely, hard cheese. But when you heat it on what looks like a a press of some kind, it heats up and it oozes down, and then you put it on bread, and it is just delicious. And you can actually put it on potatoes boiled potatoes mm. and then you can have all a bunch of different condiments with it it's a it's a wonderful thing as we had so much fun doing that but my yeah point is, I, I'm sorry go ahead B. no I <laughs> say yeah it? it was fun it was almost like fondue but it wasn't fondue and it didn't make my yeah. tummy hurt so <laughs> I can't really eat cheese <laughs> it was fantastic and everyone and so everyone kind of prepares their own food on this little grill so you can do it with meats and you can do it with vegetables and it was amazing so the point is you bring back these experiences and the traveling allows you to experience those things have um conversation with people in the different countries about their traditions and that's the richest part of travel for me Mm. it's not just being someplace else because we already talked about the fact that I really rather be home, but if I could have those experiences without being away for a long period of time, I just need to be very wealthy. <laughs> well, you, you could always meet those people and invite them back to your home, and 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 then do the cheese fondue there, right? <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> but I mean, as interior designers, would you say that you're often in a sort of a state of almost fascination when you're traveling? Like, are you constantly on the lookout? Uh, for cues as as you go, you know, you're walking down the road and these aromas are coming and these colors are flying out at you. Are you constantly, you know, your brain is there working in the background, you know, and you're thinking, oh, I can, I can take this. I can use this in my next design here and there. And oh, I spoke to that client. She wanted a bathroom with this. And I think that's a nice idea. You know, it, talk us through that if you could. For me, it doesn't happen. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me just say real quick, because it's not mm-hmm. going to be long for me. No. I don't necessarily create a database or a, a, um, a bank of information that way, not consciously. I do very unconsciously hold those bits of information and data in my mind. And the strangest thing happens. They just reoccur. They just come up. And I'll say, mm-hmm. I may not even know where I was inspired, but I'll remember the thing that inspired it as I'm looking so it's kind of a subconscious thing. It doesn't definitely translate literally that way for me. Okay. And uh, Udi? So I'm an, I'm an observer. I really like details and I do pick up on a lot of details. But when I'm away, I am just so, I really just, I'm just there for the beauty and I admire things and I really love architecture so I will notice compositions and say, oh, that's different. Or, you know, I'll notice the way something is made and, you know, the craftsmanship and how it differs from maybe here. Or sometimes I notice like, huh, this was not even made here because I can tell it's not made very well. You know, this is just for tourists kind of thing, you know, but um, I really just remember the feeling of the way a space made me feel. Mm. And that's what I like to bring back, like the feeling. Because a lot of times, you know, as designers, we, we're we inspired, but, uh, well, for Alicia and I, we don't, we don't look at the magazines. We don't rip off other designs. We like to do things our own way. We're Aquariuses, so we're, we're creative people. <laughs> and for us, it, as you can see, as you listen to Alicia, for her, it's like smells, sight, sound. And it's she's a baker. She didn't tell you that part. She has this fabulous kitchen she made for herself so she can bake me beautiful pound cakes when I come over. But that's the <laughs> way. She's always got some eggs out and cream cheese, people. 
I don't know. <laughs> uh, get you a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, you're gonna have loads of people knocking on your door on your door in New Jersey for for cream cheese and salmon on sourdough bread. But she, but um, you know, it's really just the feeling, like how this space is making me feel this way because of this, of that. You know, a lot of times it's the high ceilings, or sometimes these ceilings are too high. I feel like it could be a second floor here. You know, I'd make a loft here. You know. But um, usually when I'm away, I'm with my husband, so I don't dwell on those things too much because I'm into whatever he's picking up or whatever he's thinking or whatever we're doing. So, But I do just, I remember the feelings and sometimes I just get lost in the storytelling of places. Like mm. I recently went to Savannah, Georgia, mm. and, uh, you know, we went on a a carriage ride and you know, they took us around to all these different places and just telling us the history and telling us about how people used to use pineapples as like, they were like these sacred gifts and other people, you know, they'd make these beautiful pineapple displays and they would be in stores and you can rent them. And I just thought all these things were like so amazing to me. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, it's the way I feel in a space. It's the, it's the culture, it's the storytelling, you know, and how can you bring that back to your home and create your own story in your own home? What's the story you want your home to tell, mm. you know? Mm. And it's just, it's just those feelings. Like Alicia said, you know, you take up the sights and the sounds and the, the smells, you take in the smells and you bring those back with you. And then that reminds you of vacation. And then you take the cues of how, you know, the cleaning schedules of how things are kept so neatly and you don't see, you know that they need to use vacuums and brooms and dustpans and you know they need they need these instruments to keep the place tidy, but you never see it, right? Mm -hmm. You never see it. And so you create those spaces in your home, the back of the house, you know, mm -hmm. the, you know, while you create all the magic up front when your guests come in, when you come home after a long day. You know, creating your home really for yourself is so important. Mm. So that's what I get fascinated about is like and how other people live in other places and how they live with so little, you know. But in America, it's like got to do a target run every week. You got to do <laughs> home goods. You got to yeah. do yeah. We have a lot. Just too you know, much, we're bombarded really. with so much images. And it's oh, great that we have so much abundance here, mm. but we don't need it all. No. And, and it brings that clutter back home, doesn't it? And and like you, you mentioned that paradox right. of like, we have to keep our homes tidy, but then how stupid is it if we keep the hoovers and the dustpan and the brush and whatever else and the cloths and blah, 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 all there that adds <laughs> clutter and defeats the very Visual, purpose yeah. that they're there for in the, you know, in the first place. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So it's just like, you know, I take those cues sometimes and, you know, I'm a declutter expert. And so um, that's one of the things that I got into as a designer is that I realized how much I hated how how many things people wanted to put in a room. You know, people would say to me, oh, but what about this sliver of wall? It's empty. What can we put here? Should we put a light here? Should we put a scone? Should I put a, should I put a floor lamp? And, you know, it would drive me crazy. Like I'd literally scream in my mind. Sometimes it would come out loud. But it's just like, why do you have to put something everywhere? <laughs> yeah, you like, don't. Simplicity can be key, right? Um, yeah, and that's like when you want a luxurious space, think about the luxurious spaces you've been in. They're not maximalist, mm. you know? Mm. It's so like, true. Some of it can be, but it has to be done so well, mm. you know? And most people can't pull off maximalism. It just looks like a mess. Mm. And so I just, you know, just like, you got to you gotta give yourself you got to give yourself a break mm. and you could do that at home. You don't have to run away from your house. Mm. You know, so if you feel like you need to give me and Alicia a call, we will come give you a breath of fresh air <laughs> and you could feel so good back at your own house again. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. If someone has been to a vacation where, you know, there is uh, sorry, a location where there is a beach um you know obviously not all locations have a beach you know sometimes you're in you're inland um, and there's no beach in sight but if you have come back from you know a vacation where you've been near a beach and you've been enjoying surfing and being on that beautiful white sand and under the blue skies and the coconut trees or whatever it is um 
how can you rec- recreate that beach vibe in a house? I mean, because I've I've been to a few friends' houses, and you know, you've got like the the hammock, for example. Just a very, mm-hmm. it's not even that expensive. You 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 put a hammock up, and boom, you kind of have that feeling of, you know, put a little mm-hmm. uh, poster up of uh, you know a tree, a palm tree <laughs> swaying. You know, well, it wouldn't be swaying because it's a picture, but uh, you get the you, you know you get what I'm trying to say. Maybe if you had, if you've had a few G and T's, it's swaying, right? So we can fix it that way. But uh, yeah. I mean, have you got any suggestions for how to recreate that beach vibe in in one's home? Oh yeah, I yeah. think in backyards. I don't know why more people don't do it, but I was telling my husband that I want like a sandbox, not an actual box with sand in it, like a little kid, but I want an area designated with sand and you know a place where I could play horseshoe and just what well, I love walking on sand. I, you know, I'm not a grass person because I have allergies, but I do love grass, but just not a lot of it. Um, this to me is very hard to take care of, especially like in New York, but because our weather is weird, mm. but, um, you know, just an area where you could have some sand, you know, and then of course you do have to have, a way that you you have to clean it up so you don't track it through the house. But that's neither here nor there. But even if you live in a small area, even if you have like a small outdoor space, I think you can do a lot with it by creating zones and sections, you know? So maybe you have your little section here where whatever you did on vacation you thought was fun. Maybe you went to Miami and you played something while you were at a bar or whatever. You can put that in a little corner or whatever. But you can create these different areas you know there was a a time when tiki bars were very popular in people's backyards out here Mm. i don't know if they're still doing it but you know because everybody wanted that tiki vibe but you can create anything if you just have even a slither of outdoor space you just have to use your imagination and your creativity and you can make any space feel like it's in a a whole nother world Mm. so nice and alicia I've actually done that with a client um, recently. So they, so the client was a marine, is a marine biologist, and is no longer practicing as a marine biologist, but has a desire to feel connected to the ocean. Mm. So it wasn't necessarily a literal beach that they wanted, but they wanted to have an ocean inspired and a little bit of the sand and the beach so we we did a very cool palette of blues in the home throughout the mm. whole space mm. we didn't do mm. it was only two bedroom apartment um and a uh, living room the common areas were living dining kitchen and then the two bedrooms so it was a small place so we didn't want to overwhelm it but we did that icy kind of clear crystal uh, blue and then we did a couple of pops of coral Mm. and then we did several pieces of what would look like something that you would see in the uh, sea life so there were and there were replicas of course and we did seashells and we did sand and hurricane candle holders and we did lots of little trinkets that were on the console table behind the sofa. And we did all natural sand color furniture. So the entire space felt very much like it may have been a beach with the naturally occurring items that would be on a beach. And sometimes you'll get like a branch or a piece of wood, petrified wood, and you would see that laying on a beach and you would see rocks that were splashed by water. So we try to bring some of those elements into the space so that it always reminded her of her experiences on the beach. And I think some of these things can be literal where people go to a vacation spot or they go to an island and they want to have palm trees and sand. Not necessary. It's really, in my perspective, it's really what that space made you feel like. And then you want to bring those feelings 
And what were the things that you saw? What were the visual images that you saw? Now you mm-hmm. want to kind of recreate those. It doesn't have to be literal. It could just be something that reminds you of it. Mm. And it can be done very tastefully because I think for me, palm trees and sand in the living room is just not going to cut it. So <laughs> Yeah, no, you wouldn't put that stuff in your living room. No, no, no. <laughs> That's where I would use biophilic design. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh. But it, it can be done tastefully. If you're just really kind of identifying the items that made them or take them back to that time and that space. And especially with this client, she was very connected to her, her work and it makes her feel so much at home. She really doesn't leave there. I asked her about two weeks ago, do you go, do you leave often? She said, you did this house a while ago. And I'm telling you, I never need to leave this space. <laughs> wow. She's obviously happy though. <laughs> Yeah, super happy. Yeah, you could always bring, like we were saying, you can always bring like the feelings and the sights and the sounds, and you can do it in a very, in a very luxurious or a very clean, not kitschy kind of way. You know, I've seen, you know, some people get tired of the kitschy because it's just, you know, it's just too. It goes. It goes out of time. Yeah, it's overdone. But using the colors and the. Yeah, using the colors, that's so important, like the palettes and things like that, when you want it inside, you know, when you want to bring it inside. Mm-hmm. Outside, you could sometimes get more literal, you know, like if you wanted some palm trees in your backyard, why not? If you want your backyard right. to look like a Florida backyard, because you why know not? a lot of people in Florida have palm trees, mm-hmm. why not? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you want some sand so you can ground in the morning? Yeah, mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, but indoors—that's where you're going to create those feelings and colors, and yeah, yeah. those smells. Yeah, so we—that's so beautiful. We focus obviously on the garden space, you know, for those lucky enough to have one. Which, you know, these days, especially in the cities as well, many people don't have a garden. They might have a balcony, you know, where you can, you know, you you can do many of these things that you suggested—the hammocks, the 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 palm trees, the sand, and, and what have you. Many people that I know have even tried to make their own little outdoor cinema um to, to have you know something oh, yeah. enjoyable and it's, it's entertaining as well it's where you create memories but focusing more on the inside of the house because obviously like you said that's that's where things take a bit more skill um what about for example the the kitchen i mean many people i i believe this that the kitchen is the most important room of the house i mean maybe not everyone would agree but what is your take on that i mean we already touched on the flavors that and the you know the ambience and, and the aromas that sorry the aromas that we we experience when traveling um how does that translate into, you know, your designs of, of kitchens? Uh, because, you know, we, we, we touch as well on, on the, uh, the baking and the, um, you know, that, mm-hmm. uh, that you do, uh, Alicia. And mm-hmm. how, how does that inspire you? Because obviously if you're making these beautiful creations in your kitchen, how would you then use these, uh, these recipes, for example, and, and the desire to want to please your friends or, or your guests who come to your house. How does that influence the design of the actual kitchen that you use to create these pieces of food? So if, if, a, if a homeowner or a person really wants their space to be shared, that's something that has to be taken into consideration when designing a space like a kitchen. Kitchens can be very intimate. I'm not a really, I, I, I guess I, I'm not open to really sharing my experience as a, a preparing foods. I don't really necessarily want anyone kind of watching me do that. Mm. I've had a home where that was part of it. Mm. I, I had a very open kitchen and the open floor plan when I had a house in Florida. And it was important for people to interact and engage mm. and be part of that process. But it was a vacation home mm. and I want everyone to interact. But when I'm at home, my peaceful time is early, early morning in the kitchen baking. And that's when I work out most of my problems and difficulties. So it's a private experience. I really don't want anyone there. Mm. <laughs> I want to be alone. So Until the final product is there. <laughs> yeah. So you have to really figure out if I'm working with a client, Mm. I have to find out that, and I spoke of this when we very first started, it's important to find out how do you live in this house? 
what is it that you want to do in this space? And how is this space going to serve you? So for me, it was important to make sure that I had access to a pantry that had all of my bakeware, all of my um, different flowers and the different, um, sometimes I have like infused, like vanilla, natural vanilla. And I would have all these different types of spices and coconut. And I need to have that accessible. So I needed a special cabinet and a special pantry for that. Mm. And I have a baking station and I have all of the different pots and pans that I use for that. My mixer. So you have to design according to that person's practice and the Mm -hmm. way that they do whatever they do. If it's cooking, if it's baking. So I think it's important to figure out how the person wants to live in that space, how they want to utilize that space. Do they need, I did um, marble as my countertop because mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to you know, use my countertop as part of my process of preparation. And then I have an area where there's a butcher block counter space. It's not huge, but I have some area where I can chop and do things that I need to prepare and set aside for later on that space. So the surfaces and the finishes are very important. You have to have conversations with people about what they want and how they want to utilize their kitchens. But kitchens are huge. And that's a, to me, that's a whole specialty area within design. Mm. I, I think it's a lovely, lovely thing to do, not just because you want to pick out different cabinets and the floors are different colors and the cabinets and I'm sorry, and the countertops are different because that's, that's fine. And that'll make for a nice looking kitchen, but a that kitchen so that's going to be functional and you want to be in there and you want to use it and you want wonderful things to come out of it. Real cooks need a real kitchen, mm. like a, a functional kitchen, mm. not just a kitchen that looks pretty. Mm. Would you agree, Dean? I agree that real cooks need that. Like my husband would need something like that. But speaking as an eater, no, (laughs) (laughs) I'm all about the tables. (laughs) You know how I'm going to be comfortable. I'm just joking. (laughs) But no, I totally agree, Alicia. You know, it's we talked about this before, like a baker's kitchen versus a chef's kitchen versus, you know, a caterer's kitchen, like. They all need different, they all have different needs and they need, they have different setups, you know, that they need. But that's very interesting. I never heard you say how you needed your time in your kitchen. It sounds like your meditation time almost when you're baking. I like to do it in the morning unless I have guests and, you know, they want to be part of that. A lot of times I do have family and friends come over and and Dee was right. I usually have my my ingredients for my signature cream cheese pound cake. Those are always kind of at the ready. They're on the counter. And if you come to my house, I can whip up a cake in less than 45 minutes and send you home with it. And I love doing that. So I make sure that I have those supplies all the time. And I don't I can't tell you the last time I ate a piece of that cake. It's not for me that I make that cake. It's for others. You know, it's part of my, some would say it's a ministry in, in a way. It's, it's part of what I, what I do to, to bless and serve people because I know that they enjoy it. So it's, it's just, I don't know. You know, we all have our little quirks and that's one of the things that I just love to do. Mm. So um, I do spend a lot of time t- preparing things to take to other people <laughs> that I don't even eat. You know? <laughs> I might rename yeah. this, this, this podcast cake is my ministry. Uh, I love the way that, <laughs> that, that was, that was quality. That, that was, I, I, I did think though, it's funny when you said that you meditate in the kitchen, shouldn't that come with a health warning as well? Because if you're like just sort of meditating and humming, you couldn't, you like cut your, your fingers off. Oh Lord. You know what? I've got There's so many ways to meditate. <laughs> Not just the yoga pose. 
<laughs> she's quieting your mind. She's just quieting her mind, you know? Yeah, yeah, no yeah. thoughts are happening. She's just on autopilot because she knows what she's doing. Mm. I've probably done that take a million times. I could do it in my sleep, but it's really important that whatever your practice is, whether it's something that you do in the kitchen or something that you do in your, your um, I have a sunroom and I do a lot of reading out there. Or a lot of just meditating. I guess I can sit out there for hours and not even have somebody came to my house recently and said, the only thing this porch needs is a television. No, that's what Mm-mm. your porch That's not mm-hmm. what my porch <laughs> so, <laughs> The boob tube. No, thank you. <laughs> out there, but, no, I love the beauty and the quiet and the peacefulness of early morning. I could take my little tea out there. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. But you really do have to figure out how, back to the same thing. How are you going to live? How do you want to live in that space? Where, what are you going to do there? Mm-hmm. And then you kind of create the space around that activity or that living style. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, Alicia was saying how her quiet times in the kitchen when she's cooking, she likes to sit on the, the uh, sun porch and read. And so she's creating these mini getaways each and every day. Or each time she does these things, she's creating a little mini getaway. And for the listeners, I want you to think about a space in your home that you can create yourself a little mini getaway that's old for you at a specified time if you live with other people. If it's something you can claim, great. But if it's something you have to share, maybe you let people know like, hey, between such and such guys going to have to find another area to congregate because I want to use this area for X, Y, and Z. You know, yeah. just finding a space for yourself to allow, you know, creativity to play or knowledge. If you love books and you just want to curl up and read a good book for an hour or two, mm. find a place you can get away in your own space first before you decide to book a trip to get away right. from your space. <laughs> I mean, the, trip, the trips are great. There's nothing wrong with it. They're it's great. Been- no, they are. They're awesome. Travel. Travel makes you so worldly and more open-minded, right? It really Absolutely. opens you up. But you can't, if you're, if travel is not your everyday life, you know, some people, that's what they do every day. They're just in a new location, experiencing new things. But if you have a family and you work or, you don't you want to stay planted in one place and visit other places on the weekends on you know a monthly basis then you yeah. still will need a space in your everyday life mm. for mm. yourself every single day mm. even if you just steal 5 minutes mm. 10 minutes mm. you need a space where every single day mm. you can get away within your own space yeah i think that's such an important point isn't it because like for the majority of people listening even though many in the audience might be travel lovers and so on the the reality is that most people spend you know 90 95 percent of their life at home you know like you said yeah there are some travel bloggers and there's people that are in a new location all the time but for most of us who are at home most of the time, even if it's 80% of the year and we, we're we're one of those really lucky ones who can travel 20% of our year, you're still at home Mm -hmm. 80% of the time. So make it an enjoyable home. Exactly. And I mean, look what happened with the pandemic. A lot of people realized they didn't like their homes because they had to stay Mm. in their homes. Mm. You know, I was excited to stay home. Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) I have to stay home. I have to sit in my own backyard for a little while. Okay, I'm good. Yeah. Let, me, let me check out the grass again. Let me yeah. see how that feels against my feet. My, you know, the coldness against my toes. Let me go out there and check that out. It's hot. You yeah. know? <laughs> so, I mean, it, it is very important. Love where you live yeah. and love visiting other places so you can bring that back to yeah. you. Yeah. And That's right. Before we, before we, I've loved this conversation. I mean, before we wrap up, we've, we've spoken about, you know, the outdoor space, like the garden space, and you really brought that to life. And we, we moved on to the kitchen. You know, we spoke about uh, a little bit how we can share living spaces and in practical terms or for those of us who share with other people. But when it comes more towards the end of the day, which is even for me here now in London, you know, and, you know, I'm looking forward to, to getting a good night's rest because I've had a really busy few weeks and, uh, when it comes to a good night's rest, you know, we spend a third of our life in our bedroom, or we should, you know, mm-hmm. approximately speaking. Um, mm-hmm. We touched on this earlier, didn't we, about the hotel beds. 
I mean, a good night's sleep can be so hard to 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 have. It's such a, a basic human necessity, but because of our routines and 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 you know, it's so stressful, uh, especially in the Western world. How can we have a better night's sleep? What recommendations do you both have for those who are parents, for example, uh, for 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 single people, for for married couples? It could be for anyone business leaders or just someone with a really simple job it doesn't matter we could come from all walks of life all we want is a good night's rest we all need it what recommendations do you have so i would say a long time ago it would depend how you have your room set up the temperature the bedding things like that but there is something that i read recently about sleep and sleep affects us all so differently, right? So it's such a broad thing. And there's so many reasons why people can't get sleep. One, because sometimes they're very anxious about sleep. They they think about it all day, how they're going to sleep. What's going to be the quality? Are they going to get enough? You know, and so that anxiety is keeping them awake a lot of times at night for some people. Some people, you know, they can have that anxiety all day, get in their bed and still they're out like a light. Mm-hmm. You know, some yeah. people have sleep apnea. There's just different things. I feel if you are having issues sleeping, you should consider cognitive therapy, cognitive sleep therapy. But there's one important thing that I learned recently, and it's about your circadian rhythm. And I think this was something I never realized. If the first thing in the morning when you wake up, And you can expose your eyes, this is very important, your eyes to sunlight for at least a half an hour before you start your day. And during the day, making sure that you're still getting sunlight, you don't have to be in the sun, but you have to be in like a bright space so that your body knows it's daytime. And then having low lighting in your home, once it starts to approach nighttime, because of our circadian rhythm, we're not bats. So at night, we, we get tired. We're supposed to. If you've exposed your eyes to enough sunlight during the day, then it's easier for you to rest at night. And you could totally lay like on a pile of rocks and probably still fall asleep and have a good night's sleep if you've done these yeah. things. I'm not saying a pile of rocks, but right. that's one thing. And so that's why they're saying that, uh, you know, those open domes and, you know, offices that have lots of sunlight getting into them during the day is vital for the employees because if they're in the same level of lighting all day, which is artificial low light, it's not bright enough for your eyes to understand it's the sun, then a lot of times those people are more depressed. They're they're have they're more stressed. They're sad. They just don't know why. And it's because they're not getting enough sunlight during the day. So their circadian rhythms are off. Mm. and at night they can't the melatonin is not releasing like it's supposed to because your body has its own melatonin and it releases it at night once it gets darker and your eyes detect that difference in light so that's one of the things i've learned but you know alicia will tell you about the bedding and everything like that so take it away (laughs) amazing love the segue it is (laughs) <laughs> it's so important to have bedding that allows you, especially women at a certain stage of life, and men as well, believe it or not, you you have a tendency to run a little hot, right? So you want to make sure that your bedding is breathable. It's mm-hmm. hot or it has really wonderful light bedding and sheets. Like I have a tendency to only look for natural fibers when I'm looking for bedding. But some people that that may not be what they want to do. Plus it's typically a little bit more expensive when you look for those natural fibers than it is to buy like a synthetic. So my my suggestion is to always have layers of bedding that can be removed. So if you are warm in the warmer climate areas or during certain seasons, you're able to take some layers off or put some layers on. And I do believe that most of the time, and I'm with Dee on this one, you really don't want the bedroom to feel like a cave. I have clients all the time, Dee could probably even attest to this. They always want blackout 
blinds or blackout mm-hmm. and blackout curtains, something they usually adopt from their travels. They go to a hotel, they're able to draw the curtains and every or the draperies and everything is dark in the room. It could be 12 noon, it could be one o'clock in the afternoon and they don't have to know it because it's dark in that room. I guess if you're traveling and you don't want to go out of the room, you just want to stay in a hotel room, I guess that works for people. But for the most part, I don't think that's a wise thing to do in your home. Unless, of course, you work a night shift or... Or you live in Alaska. Or or something. I think Where where it's sunlight 24-7 in a certain period. Right. Like, you really do have to help yourself that's different. That's a whole nother scenario. But for the typical average person, that is not a good idea to have the, the bedroom just like a cave, just so dark in there that you just can't see a thing. So if you feel like you want to have those days where you want to sleep in and maybe you do work long shifts, the drapery panels can be blackout. But please allow your shade or your blinds to allow some light into the room. Know that it's going to be um, the morning time and not be confused about what time of day it is. I think that's very, very important. Mm. Yeah. I think uh, Alicia and I, we sell shades that you can put them on a timer so that yeah. let's say you wake up at seven in the morning, but you need it completely dark at night because unfortunately we do live, I live near a city. I think you're close to the city too, Alicia. And yeah. it's very bright out here at night. Even the birds are confused. So some people, they need to drown out that light because the security lights on people's houses, you know, in New York City. So, you know, a lot of times it's just too much light and they can't get to sleep. So I understand the blackouts for that purpose. I like it dark. I actually wear eye masks because I need it extremely dark. It makes it mine is heavy it forces my eyelids closed and puts me into a deep REM sleep (laughs) and that's what I need but my alarm wakes me up in the morning my shades are open and I'm ready to go because I always expose myself to the sunlight that I need so you know if you can get those those shades or drapery on a timer motorized then Mm -hmm. you're in business because then you won't have any sleep issues well you know Barring that everything else is normal. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, exactly. But those, those are some of the luxuries that you could add. I mean, you can even put that, as long as you have a hub, you can put the blinds or shades and drapery on your, you can have Alexa or any of the Google Home. You can, you know, do the, the whole house automated systems that, are so popular today control your, your blinds and mm-hmm. you can you know put it on a timer and schedule all of it and your window shades will open at a certain hour all over the house for that matter not even the bedroom only and close and if you like close if you like you could be out at dinner and you say you know what we're out later than we thought let's just open the app and let's shut all of our our uh, our shades since we're not home and turn on the light for that matter. So these are the things that can happen with modern technology. And I think it's a very wise thing to uh, add that to your bedroom if you can. Yeah. 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 That investment will, will last many, many decades. (laughs) And it's going to bring you satisfaction. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was just going to say, because a good night's sleep can, can set you up so good for the next day. Can't it? And it, it just increases your productivity and, and, and everything else in your life just fits together so much better. Just from one thing, you know, just if your room, if you put a bit of effort into designing your room a bit more, you know, a bit more thought into it, how can I get a better night's sleep? And it can just, you know, uh, help in so many other avenues of our life, so to speak. Oh, it's great for your skin. You know, it's amazing for your skin health. Mm. <laughs> your skin cells good regenerate. Yeah. <laughs> You wake up, you could look like a newborn sometimes. You know, you're like, did I go back 20 years as I slept with, oh, this is just beautiful. No. Listen, if, if, if that's something else that you can offer your clients, you're, you're going to be the, the busiest interior designers in, in the world, I'm sure. 
Yeah. <laughs> we can make your skin as, as you know better than a baby's bum like you, you'll be getting Definitely emails left right and center <laughs> oh yes yes let me show you the way people can't believe how old i am let me show you the way you know? <laughs> it's sleep it's sleep oh dear no absolutely you got a lot of fascinating and really interesting uh and practical suggestions so where um d alicia it's been amazing where can people find find you first of all in your work you mentioned your podcast is there any other channel or medium uh where you would like people to to find you if they've liked what they've they've heard and they would love to work with you uh where, where can they find you Okay, so, you know, we would love to hear from your listeners. Um, you can reach us at hello at C-E-A over O-V-E-R interiors, I-N-T-E-R-I-O-S. Does that right? Dot com. And so that's hello at com. You can email us there. You can just put inquiry in the subject line. You could also find us at www.peelventures.com. You can find us on Instagram at Truesdale Morrison Design. It's Truesdale underscore Morrison underscore design on Instagram and Facebook with Truesdale Morrison Design. I also recently just started putting little snippets of our podcast on YouTube. So go ahead and follow us there because we need some subscribers because we're new. <laughs> And so that is Teal Venturious Podcast on YouTube. And uh, that, that's it. If you want to reach just Alicia, you can reach her at Alicia, A-L-I-C-J-A, at uh, tealventurious.com or me, D, at tealventurious.com. Well. Girls, ladies, ladies even. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Uh, I've really enjoyed this, this chat together. Um, yeah, oh, I'm definitely going to have to, uh, to listen to a few more suggestions and, uh, maybe I can get thinking myself about how to spruce up some of, uh, my own interiors. So yeah, I wish you, you and your work and your podcast every success. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nate. Yeah, we really enjoyed being on your show today. Thank you so much. I enjoyed having so you both. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> My guests today were Dee and Alicia, two practicing interior designers who love discussing their work. Be sure to check out their podcast where they discuss all things interior design over a nice cup of English tea. It is English tea. I'll leave all of what they've said in the show notes so that you can find them and their work. Well, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please do share it with a family member or friend who you think would get something out of it. And if you haven't already, please do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And don't forget to follow and hit the bell notification there if you haven't done so already. My name is Nate Ralph and you've been listening to The Inquisitive Tourist.